Hello and welcome back to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha. This year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. I'm a little sad this week, this portion, because we've come to the last portion specifically dealing with Avraham Avinu, my favorite character in Tanakh in the Torah, if not one of my favorite characters in the Torah. In Tanakh, of course, Eliyahu Hanavi is also a huge favorite of mine and David Melach, and different ones, but uh, Avraham himself is a fascinating character, so we come to Chaya Sarab, and this is the last we see officially of Avraham, obviously he lives on till uh, older life, I believe 175, but this Parsha is the last one where we see the going-ons of his life, we saw the Akedah last week, and now Avraham comes and he buries his beloved wife Sarah, very sad, he loses his life partner, must have been very difficult for him, and he's a very public figure, so he bewails her, He and he asks Ephron to be able to bury her. And Ephron, at first, is the opposite. We talked last week about Say Little Do Much. This is the real source about the opposite of Say Little Do Much. Avram, at first, you know, here's Ephron say, take any burial plot you want, no problem. You can have Arsa Machpela, and then... Really, he reneges on his word. He goes back and his word. He says, 400 silver pieces between me and you, friends. What is it? What big deal is it? The commentators point out it really was like millions of dollars in, in nowadays currency. And Avram happily measured it out, waited out for his beloved wife, paying for her the prime, prime, prime of the land. Interestingly, this is one of the few places in Tanakh where it is undisputed in the text that we owned the piece of land of Eretz Yisrael. And yet, it is such a hotly debated such a hotly contested piece of land when there's biblical proof that we own it. So crazy. Politics aside, you know, besides for the, the temple of Haramoriah, where David and Melech measures it out to, uh, I forget the name of the person, but he legit buys it seriously in the text. You could see it. Avram legit buys it seriously in the text. You could see it. And I forget where else is another place where we legit buy things in the land, and of course it's hotly debated, and Hebron, of course, is a huge area of uh, difficulty from people who surround the, the courageous, wonderful Jews who live there. But of course, here Avram seriously buys it with a ton of money. No contest in the text to, to debate that literally it was bought fair and square from Avram, paying Ephron a serious, serious amount of money. So the, the story kind of shifts from Avraham, and he sends his trusted servant Eliezer, which I always thought was very interesting. You know, Avraham is well on in years, but he sends his servant, who also is well on in years. Why does Eliezer get sent and not Avraham? Avraham and Eliezer are probably a similar age. You know, Eliezer is considered the, the head of his household, the Rashi Yeshiva, Kaviachal of Avraham's house. And Avraham sends him. He's probably very well on in years, yet Eliezer does it anyway. He promises to Avraham. And he goes on his way, and some say that the way might have been contracted for him to make it faster for him. He does the test with uh, Rivka, and Rivka comes to Yitzchak, and of course she passes the test of uh, of uh, a chesed person, and, and, and Yitzchak brings Rivka into the tent, and... You know, the all the brachos, the Medrash points out that Sarah had in her lifetime, which went away when she passed, came back. Like the challah was warm week to week, and the candles burned in the house, and the shechin arrested. Different wonderful things. The idea to think about, though, of course, Chayasar is a huge Shabbos for Shadulchim. It's a huge element of Chevron. 
because it's uh, Shabbos Chavron. You know, thousands of students used to go during Shana Aleph and Shana Bet when I was in Israel studying in Rashid. I myself did not go. But many people went because that was the Parsha that deals with the Me'orat that was bought by Avram from Ephron. And of course, it's a huge Shabbos for, for Shidduch and people pray about Shidduch because this is the major Parsha that talks about a Shidduch between Rivka and Yitzchak and done with the with the Shlichus of Eliezer. Although also you could argue that there is another Parsha when 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 Moshe meets Sipora, that's also kind of a Shidduch at the well. And Yaakov sees Rachel at the well. Well, seemingly being a source of interest in the Torah itself, well, maybe it could symbolize different things. I'm no Kabbalist on any level, but maybe it could represent the well of Torah. We know Torah is like water. But the idea to think about is not just the physical match between a man and a woman, which is we know is difficult as splitting the sea for Hashem, the Gemara talks about. Hashem is involved in Shaduchim and matching of people. Forty days before a person is formed, Hashem says, the Gemara tells us, so-and-so will, the son of so-and-so will be for so-and-so, the daughter of so-and-so. And it's fascinating to think that even 40 days before the kid comes, Hashem is already coming and saying, this is going to be for him, for her, her for him. And if you're Zoha to have a wife, to have a husband, then you should know that it was a beautiful gift from Hashem and cherish it, have good shalom bias, understand Hashem designated this person for you. And lo leno, if if uh, if your person is not here anymore or is not here, understand that that person was wonderful for you, and Hashem decided what to do. Obviously, we can't figure out Hashem's calculations. And if you don't have a person yet, you should be zocha in the merit of this chayasar that you should find your shidduch yisivigur this week, if not today or this year. It should be now, and Mashiach should come. The base meter should come. But in general, it's interesting to thinking about the idea of make me a match. You know, Abraham sends Eliezer to make a match for his son Yitzchak. He goes to his own family from his son, um, I'm very bad with the genealogy in general, but we know it's from Avram's family. He said, don't take anyone from the Canaanites. We know Yitzchak also tells Yaakov when he leaves from Esau, don't take any of the Canaanite people. Stay in the family. And that's the official match. But in life, there are many things that need to be matched up. We need to match up ourselves to the right schools for our kids when they're in elementary. We need to match up the right schools for ourselves and our kids when we go to high school. We need to match the right seminaries and yeshivas for those who send abroad or even within America or wherever to have the right seminaries, the right yeshivas for our kids, the right college for our kids, and the right jobs and occupations that people need to find for themselves. But oftentimes, the match is not there. You talk about making me a match how often is the match correct for a person in their job, in their occupation, in their life? So often, I talk about this a lot because I feel very strongly about this, so often people are in the wrong profession. They're not following what their calling is. If you love trains, and I always use this example, what in the world are you doing working as a bank teller? That's not where you should be. That's not where your talents are, where your passion is, where your love is. Sergio Heaven Regler points out on Aish. If you had all the money in the world and you could do whatever you wanted and you had all the time in the world, what would you do? What would be your love? What would be your passion? Think about your favorite moments of your life aside from your spouse and your kids, aside from seeing a beautiful esoteric rainbow in your life. What moment gave you the most fulfillment? That's what you should be doing. What could be made for a match for you in your life with your purpose, with your passion? It's not just about the match, your physical match, your soulmate in your life and everyone should be zocha to have that. It's also about the match all the matches in your life. What is the match of your profession? What is the match of your community? Are you in the right community? What are you doing living in the middle of Albuquerque that is no Jewish community when maybe you should be 
a a big fish in a small pond making a huge difference finding a nice small community out in Long Island where you can make a difference or if you're supposed to be one of the many what are you doing in the middle of Alabama where there's a show that has 10 people maybe you should come to New Jersey or New York or Philadelphia where you can have a show that has 100 people and you can have a much bigger difference there's so many matches in our life that could be completely off people choose communities that maybe are not the best fit People find the philosophy that scuffer that really are not the best fit. People send to certain schools, send their school kids to certain schools because they don't want to be ostracized from their shul and not have friends. You got to do what's right for yourself, for your kids. You have to do what's correct for your kids and, and what's right. You know, I could be a part of this shul or this shul. I could send the community school. I might not have the same hashkaf as everybody, but I feel very strongly, me personally, my wife, that we have our kids in the community preschool, in the community school. I love to be able to walk pick up and drop off the kid to be involved in the community, to be involved in the school, to see the teachers. I think it's a wonderful thing. That's the match I feel is important for our kids for school. My profession, I felt very strongly from early on in college years when I brought my my student, my camper with special needs to the therapy building and I felt a connection, a match to the OT profession. And I feel a very strong match to radio, to audio, to podcast. I'm trying to follow my matches, my callings in life. We all have to find our matches, not just the match of a husband and a wife, a wife and a husband, not just a match of what we're doing, what community we're in, what type of house we find. We looked at 34 houses till we found the house that was right for us. It had to be the right match and it felt like the right location and it had the three little bedrooms upstairs. It has the living kitchen dining on the main floor. It has a bathroom on each floor and we have a nice little backyard and the location is great. It's around the corner from the preschool and it's near the Judaica store. It's near the, the bakery and it's right near the car shop and this and that. Matches have to be right all around the life of yourself. Make me imagine all aspects. And no more important is it than when you're looking for a parnasa. Does that really match up to your skill set, to your passion, to your desires, to your needs for what you want to do? If you love working with kids, why are you dealing with animals is another example I give. Or you love to work with numbers, yet you're a science teacher and you're dealing with the elements, not as much numbers as you want. You really love to deal with marine biology, but for some reason you went on a track to become a chemist working in a lab. That is not the right match. That is not the right connection. This Parsha is about matches. You know, Avram had to find the right portion of land that was a good match for where to marry, where to, excuse me, where to bury Sarah. Yitzchak was finding the right match through the Shlichas. You know, Shlichas is something that could be done. So, that is something that needs to be done. All matches have to be made in the right way. Where do you live? What community are you? What part of school do you send to? What school do you go to? You know, where, what type of house do you end up with? What is your profession? Of course, who is your life partner is the number one match, the number one question, as we learned from Parshish Chayasara. But all types of match. Make me a match. Make for myself a match, a good match. Make sure all the matches in your life really line up to what you should be doing and what you could be doing. After 120 years, they're going to ask, were you the best Tani you could have been? Did you try to pursue your love for audio, for, for your love for using your voice? Did you work with kids? And thank God, I do those things. And I could answer the question, yes. Was I the best Tani I could have been? I don't know. But I know what my passions are. I know what my things are that I could match up to. I would love to be on the live radio, and I reached out to someone to do so. Of course, it's all in Hashem's hands. We have to do what we can to have the matches. Make me a match. Make yourself a match. Make sure that the matches match, make, match up correctly, pun intended, as we learn from Yitzchak finding his match. We see the match of Avraham dealing with the burial plot, and as we see 
the matches are so important as per this Parsha, and all of the matches in your life should be Kedai, should be proper, should be a good Shidduch for all of you. Anyone who needs a Shidduch this year should be a Zuchus to find your Shidduch this week. Anyone who needs any type of Shidduch, any type of match, whether it be a house or a job, or anything, wherever they want to be, it should be Zoha that it happens this week. May we all find the right matches in our life and bring Mashiach and the Beis Migdash speedily in our days. This has been the TTP, and I'm your host, Tani.